the martyrdom of the blessed servant of god walter mill by john knox this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org among the rest of the martyrs of scotland the marvellous constancy of walter mill is not to be passed over in silence out of whose ashes sprang thousands of his opinion and religion in scotland who altogether chose rather to die than to be any longer overtrodden by the tyranny of the romish ecclesiastics and so began the congregation of scotland to debate the true religion of christ in the year of our lord fifteen fifty eight in the time of mary queen regent of scotland john hamilton being bishop of st andrews and primate of scotland walter mill who in his youth had been a papist after that he had been in germany and had heard the doctrine of the gospel returned again into scotland and setting aside all papistry and compelled chastity married a wife which thing made him to be suspected of heresy by the bishops of scotland after long watching of him he was taken by two popish priests one called sir george strachan and the other sir hugh turry servants to the said bishop for the time within the town of dysart in fife and brought to st andrews and imprisoned in the castle thereof he being in prison the papists earnestly laboured to seduce him and threatened him with death and corporal punishments to the intent they would cause him to recant and forsake the truth but seeing they could profit nothing thereby and that he remained still firm and constant they laboured to persuade him by fair promises and offered unto him a monk's portion for all the days of his life in the abbey of dunfermaline if that he would deny the things he had taught and grant that they were heresy but he continuing in the truth even unto the end despised their threatenings and fair promises then assembled together many of the romish prelates and ecclesiastics with diverse others as sundry friars black and grey these being assembled and having consulted together mill was taken out of prison and brought to the cathedral where he was put in a pulpit before the bishops to be accused the twentieth day of april being brought into the church and climbing up to the pulpit they seeing him so weak and feeble of person partly by age and travail and partly by evil treatment that without help he could not climb up supposed that they should not have heard him for weakness of voice but when he began to speak he made the church to ring and sound again with so great courage and stoutness that the christians who were present were no less rejoiced than the adversaries were confounded and ashamed he being in the pulpit and on his knees at prayer sir andrew oliphant one of the bishop's priests commanded him to arise and to answer to his articles saying on this manner sir walter mill arise and answer to the articles for you hold my lord here over long to whom walter after he had finished his prayer answered saying we ought to obey god more than men i serve one more mighty even the omnipotent lord and where you call me sir walter they call me walter and not sir walter i have been over long one of the pope's knights now say what thou hast to say oliphant what think you of priests marriage mill i hold it a blessed band for christ himself maintained it and approved the same and also made it free to all men but ye think it not free to you ye abhor it and in the meantime take other men's wives and daughters and will not keep the band that god hath made ye vow chastity and break the same st paul had rather marry than burn the which i have done for god never forbade marriage to any man of what state or degree soever he were oliphant thou sayest there are not seven sacraments mill give me the lord's supper and baptism and take you the rest and part them among you for if there are seven 
why have you omitted one of them to wit marriage and give yourselves to slanderous and ungodly whoredom oliphant thou art against the blessed sacrament of the altar and sayest that the mass is wrong and is idolatry mill suppose that a lord or a king sent and called many to a dinner and when the dinner is in readiness he caused to ring a bell and the men come to the hall and sit down to be partakers of the dinner but the lord turning his back unto them ate all himself and mocked them so do ye oliphant thou deniest the sacrament of the altar to be the very body of christ really in flesh and blood mill the scripture of god is not to be taken carnally but spiritually and standeth in faith only and as for the mass it is wrong for christ was once offered on the cross for man's trespass and will never be offered again for then he ended all sacrifice oliphant thou deniest the office of a bishop mill i affirm that they whom ye call bishops do no bishop's works nor use the office of bishops as paul biddeth writing to timothy but live after their own sensual pleasure and take no care of the flock nor yet regard they the word of god but desire to be honoured and called my lords oliphant thou speakest against pilgrimage and callest it a pilgrimage to harlotry mill i affirm that and say that it is not commanded in the scripture and that there is no greater harlotry in any places than at your pilgrimages except it be in common brothels oliphant thou preachest secretly and privately in houses and openly in the fields mill yea man and on the sea also sailing in ship oliphant wilt thou not recant thy erroneous opinions and if thou wilt not i will pronounce sentence against thee mill i am accused of my life i know i must die once and therefore as christ said to judas what thou doest do quickly ye shall know that i will not recant the truth for i am corn i am no chaff i will not be blown away with the wind nor burst with the flail but i will abide both these things rehearsed they of purpose with other like trifles to augment their final accusation and then sir andrew oliphant pronounced sentence that he should be delivered to the temporal judge and punished as a heretic which was to be burnt notwithstanding his boldness and constancy moved so the hearts of many that the bishop's steward of his regality provost of the town called patrick lermont refused to be his temporal judge to whom it appertained if the cause had been just also the bishop's chamberlain being therewith charged would in no wise take upon him so ungodly an office yea the whole town was so offended with his unjust condemnation that the bishop's servants could not get for their money so much as one cord to tie him to the stake or a tar-barrel to burn him but were constrained to cut the cords of their master's own pavilion to serve their turn nevertheless one servant of the bishop more ignorant and cruel than the rest called alexander simowale enterprising the office of a temporal judge in that part conveyed him to the fire where against all natural reason of man his boldness and hardiness did more and more increase so that the spirit of god working miraculously in him made it manifest to the people that his cause and articles were just and he innocently put down now when all things were ready for his death and he conveyed with armed men to the fire oliphant bade him pass to the stake and he said nay but wilt thou put me up with thy hand and take part of my death thou shalt see me pass up gladly for by the law of god i am forbidden to put hands upon myself then oliphant put him up with his hand and he ascended gladly saying i go up to the altar of god and desired that he might have space to speak to the people the which oliphant and other of the burners denied saying that he had spoken overmuch for the bishops were altogether offended that the matter was so long continued 
then some of the young men said that they believed the burners and the bishops their masters should lament that day and desired the said walter to speak what he pleased and so after he had made his humble supplication to god on his knees he arose and standing upon the coals spake thus dear friends the cause why i suffer this day is not for any crime laid to my charge albeit i be a miserable sinner before god but only for the defence of the faith of jesus christ set forth in the new and old testament unto us for which as the faithful martyrs have offered themselves gladly before being assured after the death of their bodies of eternal felicity so this day i praise god that he hath called me of his mercy among the rest of his servants to seal up his truth with my life which as i have received it of him so willingly i offer it to his glory therefore as you will escape eternal death be no more seduced with the lies of priests monks friars priors abbots bishops and the rest of the sect of antichrist but depend only upon jesus christ and his mercy that ye may be delivered from condemnation the multitude that looked on made a great lamentation for they were exceedingly moved with his words when the fire was kindled and began to flame he cried lord have mercy on me pray good people while there is time and thus departed showing a wonderful courage and resolution of spirit the citizens took his death so grievously that lest it should be forgotten they made up a great heap of stones in the place where he was burnt and when the priests had caused the heap twice or thrice to be carried away denouncing a curse upon such as should bring any stones thither still it was renewed until a watch was set to see who brought stones to the place and to apprehend them walter mill was the last martyr that died in scotland for religion at the time of the reformation and his death was the death of popery in the realm for it much tended to excite the subsequent proceedings of the protestants against the persecuting tyranny of the romish prelates see fox's acts and monuments and spottiswood's history End of The Martyrdom of the Blessed Servant of God, Walter Mill, by John Knox.